is episode 49, everything you need to know about creating an online course with Devin Slavin. Hello and welcome to the Online Course Coaching Podcast, where we deep dive into all aspects of online course creation, from concept to marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Tim Cooper, and it's a pleasure to have you with me today. Hello and welcome. I'm Tim Cooper, and I coach experts in all fields who want to expand their reach, share their knowledge, message, and passion, and inspire people to live more fulfilling lives. For over 30 years, I have taught in the workplace, workshops, in the classroom, and online. And if you have a message burning inside you that needs to get out into the world, contact me today. Hello and welcome. I am really excited about today's episode because today I'm going to be speaking with Devin Slavin and we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects. Yeah, well, we're going to be talking about online course creation, but more importantly, we're just going to touch on each of the steps in the process and just to draw back the curtain, take away that mystery and hopefully some of the fears, some, some of the stuff that's holding you back from creating your own online course. Now, if you're already an online course creator, there is still plenty of great information in here for you as well. So hang around because we are sharing a wealth of information today with you. Are you thinking about creating an online course? Or maybe you've created an online course and there's some aspect there that you're not quite sure of as what's the best platform, what's the best way to market it, how to find new students. There's so many aspects to online course creation, it can be a little overwhelming and it doesn't have to be. Once you're aware of the steps and once you're aware of the processes, it is just like anything else. It's step by step, piece by piece, just put it together. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. But if you're not quite sure where to start or if you're not quite sure on how to make the most of your online courses, there's a great online summit. There's a summit just for us. There's a summit just for online course creators. And of course, it's called the Online Course Creation Summit. Now, this summit brings together 40 experts when it comes to different aspects of online course creation. And guess what? I was actually honored and privileged enough to be invited on to speak as an expert as well. Now, if you like access to the summit, the access is initially free. You can get free access to all the videos for 48 hours after they are published. And then if you want ongoing access, you can buy a a lifetime pass. The summit starts on Monday, the 7th of June, 2016, and to register your spot, simply go to ecoursedomination.com forward slash O-C-C-S. That's ecoursedomination.com forward slash O-C-C-S. I can guarantee you, you are going to get a wealth of knowledge from the summit, no matter where you are, whether you're a beginner or a seasoned professional, there is going to be something in there for you. And I said, you can get your initial access for free. So what you're waiting for, jump across to ecoursedomination.com forward slash OCCS and register your spot today. Okay. So as always, I like to be answering the questions you have. I like to be presenting information that you find useful, information that you need. So please, if you've got any questions at all, email me at asktim at ecoursedomination.com. That's asktim at ecoursedomination.com and I'll get back to you as soon as possible and we'll make a, a podcast episode about that. Also, if you believe you have something to share with the audience, please email me once again at asktim at ecoursedomination.com and we'll organize an interview. 
Now, as always, the show notes for this episode will be found at ecoursedomination.com forward slash 49. That's the numbers four and nine. And there you will find a summary of today's episode along with all the links and resources that were mentioned throughout the interview. Okay, so now before we go any further, I'd like to give a couple of shout outs to some people who have left me a five-star review recently. And firstly, I want to give a shout out to Matt McWilliams, who gave me a five-star review when he, he writes, wow, the eCourse Domination podcast is flat out awesome. Good production quality, easy to listen, very impressed, Tim. Keep bringing it. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate your support. And also we've got one from Johan Taib. There's another five-star review and it says, great tips on hot topic. Online courses is one of the hottest online industries and this podcast does a great job at providing high value subscribe already. Thank you, Johan. Really, really appreciate the support. And once again, if you want to leave me a five-star review, just pop across to iTunes, leave a review and then send me an email letting me know that you left a review and what country you're from and I'll give you a shout out on the show. So now, without any further ado, let's cross over to the interview. Okay, so hello and welcome to the Online Course Coaching Podcast. Today's guest is a conscious business coach and consultant who helps leaders and change makers get their message out into the world. He has created 10 online courses and launched to six figures and above. He also helps other others build their online courses through his Conscious Course Creators Bootcamp and is the mastermind behind the Online Course Coaching Summit. And it's my great privilege that I welcome Devin Slevin to the show. Welcome, Devin. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Tim. It's a pleasure to reconnect with you after we put things together for the summit. Love what you're doing here. And yeah, it's it's just an honor to be here with you. Thanks. Uh, it's an honor to, I, I always love chatting with you, mate. And, and it's nice to actually be connected on the internet again, because we've got a bit of a funny story to tell, haven't we, about... Uh, about my interview, oh, and, yeah. and and we'll probably uh, we'll, we'll probably get into that a little bit later. But before we before we start, Devin, can you just give some everybody a bit of a background about yourself? Yeah, uh, it's all, of course I'll do my best to make it brief, um, and you know just enlighten you, make you laugh, make you cry. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but basically, so kind of my background. Well, first of all, I, I live in Santa Cruz, California, and I, I'm born and raised here in California and love it here. And basically, um, I think California brings some different maybe views to life just culturally in some ways. At least that's what my friends tell me when they come visit. But I, I grew up, um, you know, really interested in nature and sustainability and, you know, asking bigger questions like, how are we going to solve the environmental crisis that we're facing right now or, you know, things like that. So I got into permaculture and regenerative design, which is all about how we can create positive, sustainable communities right now and moving forward. And interestingly enough, going down that path, I, I was ended up working with a worldwide nature organization, nature or, education organization called Eight Shields. And we kept on getting asked to fly different places around the world to teach workshops, which they still do. But we realized quickly that we could leverage the power of the internet to create courses and to do trainings online. So I've been doing that for about the past six or seven years now. Um, now I've moved on to my own programs. I, I still love and work with the Eight Shields, but um, no longer working 
with them or, you know, as an employee, but now I'm on my own doing my own thing with Conscious Webpreneur and the Course Creation Network and Online Course Creation Summit, which we'll talk about. So yeah, I'm just lit up about, you know, the power of change that we can bring with online courses and online trainings, but also how, you know, and the, the incredible benefits of, you know, creating diversified income streams, you know, passive income or close to passive income, things like that. So yeah, I hope that helps fill in the gap there of my background. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah, look, I think when it comes to creating online courses, there's, it's, it seems like a, like a, a mountain of work and don't get me wrong. It is, it is, it's a lot of work, but I think that the people are, are put off on a number of, of fronts. And I think today probably is, is, is talking about like maybe a bit of reassurance and a, a bit of guidance into letting people know that, okay, look, yes, it does take, there are some skill sets that you've got to develop, but it's not rocket science and, and there's skill sets that anybody can develop. Even if you don't want to get in front of camera, there's, there's things you can do. Right, right. Um, Look, I look, I look back over. I've been, I've been putting stuff because I've pretty. Like, I come from a. Well, I wear many hats, mm-hmm. and I've, I've sort of come out of, started off in in IT, came into natural health, and so like I've, I've studied herbalism and and aromatic medicine and and clinical massage. And so I've got I've got that that side, and I've been putting videos up on YouTube for a while. I, I had to take one one channel down because of the FDA. But um oh, really? <laughs> yeah, really. They yeah. Not not that I was making any claims, but I was just probably um just saying things they didn't didn't like. But I I'd never make claims about anything. I'm um but what what I'm saying is I look I look back over I look back at a video I even made three or four years ago and I go, Oh my God. Oh <laughs> Really, really, Tim, and and like like it's it's a quality thing. It's an audio thing. I'm talking like this, and I'm so, so right. scared and so stupid, you know. So, but over time, it's, it's like everything. As you, the more you, the more you come into it, and, and the more you do it, you're comfortable in front of camera. Like no, both both Dev and I have got cameras on us, and we're just sitting down having a chat. We're not we're not overly you know, concerned about you know, what we're you know, and we don't. We're not worried about the ums and the ahs, although when we're doing our presentations, we probably try to keep those to a minimum. Mm-hmm. So so basically what we want to talk about today is that, look, it's not rocket science and there is a formula and and, and there, is, there is a process that you can follow from your initial concept or, or idea through to your design work, through to your creation, and then your publishing and your marketing. And... And obviously, you know, Devin's put a, a, a bunch of people together. You know, some of the brightest uh, minds when it comes to online marketing. I, I mean, online course creation. And then he and then he contacted me. I don't know why. But ah. um, so, <laughs> Funny, but, but yeah. and and that's and that's and that's you no. Know, so why? So let's let, let's first start Devin at the at the at the point of a oh. Can I teach? And do I do I have something to teach? Do I know enough? And you know, am I an expert? Is why is somebody going to listen to me? Let's let's because that's that's where probably most people start. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. It's a it's a big one too because and that question will never really go away. I think no ma- no matter how much of an expert you are, because I think it's this this little chatter, this questioning part of our brain that keeps on ticking. But uh, you know, I think the biggest thing 
um, that matters more even, I mean, expertise and experience is very important in bringing courses to the world. Like I don't really recommend people actually teach about something online that they don't know about yet. Although you can host conversations like a summit that that's potentially like the online course creation summit that I'm doing. Um, you could technically uh, be able to do that without as much experience. But the, the fundamental thing that I want to mention about, you know, should I be teaching something online or not is do you have uh, something that you've had results in that has changed somebody's lives or many people's lives? And you get to define what many is. But can have you done something that changes people's lives? And number two, which is almost more important, I think is passion. Like, are you somebody who's out to make a difference in the world and bring change to the world? Because in a way, you know, you can be a great expert. Um, you know, people can be experts in something, but they if they're not passionate about bringing something new to the world, bring making a difference in the world, their courses probably aren't going to do so well. You know, that's a big statement, and I'm sure there's some markets where that doesn't matter. But yeah, I just wanted to touch on that right from the get-go in terms of, am I ready to teach an online course? Yes, it's good. That It would be a good idea to know that you've changed people's lives in what you want to teach before, so you have some past results. But even more important sometimes is the passion behind it. What do you think, Tim? I think... Well, I'm, 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 I'm with you. And I think another mistake that people, because, because they're so worried about they have to be an expert and you don't have to be an expert, you've just got to know more than the next person. Right. And people, as, as, as Devin says, like, if you have an expert who stands there and talks to you like a lecturer and does not connect and he's just talking a lot of theory and rah, 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 you're not going to, to get a lot out of that. Whereas if you've got somebody who's actually going through the process, but they're just a couple of steps ahead of you. So firstly, it's, it, it's relevant. It's it's uh, it's recent, and they can talk about the problems. They can talk about the problems, and they're not sitting there as an expert saying, "I have I do I do no wrong. I've got all the answers, and they're all right." Mm-hmm. They can actually talk about the problems that they've, they've they've encountered along the way, the pitfalls that you can now shortcut. So, so basically, it's, it's hacking, isn't it? Like, yeah. like 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 you can you can you can say. You know, 10, 10 hacks to marketing your massage business. These are the things to avoid, like the plague. Don't go there. You can save yourself two years yeah. of mistakes, heartache, and, and, and wasted money. You can save yourself two. So can you see what you can bring to people just by telling people what to avoid and, and, and not even what to do? Uh, and, and the other thing, too, is that if you're good at something, the point is you, you, you probably don't even know it. Yeah. Because yeah. you know why? It comes naturally. Yeah. You've got a talent. And so you should go out and you should ask people, what, am, you know, what do I do that you, know, you think is pretty cool? Like, or what, you know, is there anything that I do that, you know, that, that you'd like to know? And, and you'd be surprised. I, so, so open it up to, to other people to suggest things that you can teach. And then you can, look at, you, know, you can look at the things you want to teach, the things that people say that you're good at, and then you can cross-reference down to something and then you can do some more research. Now, okay, so you say so you've got an idea. How do we know whether that that is actually going to you know, is, is it going to be worthwhile? Are we are, are we going to launch the crickets? Are, are people going to be willing to pay for it? How do we know that now? Now, now we've got a, a general idea. Maybe we've got two or three topics that we we we, we know that we can actually teach. If people say we know we're good at, and it's a skill that they want. What's the next step? Uh, sorry, the the audio cut out for a second. I think it's probably good on the feed, but on my end. Um, but what's next after you've got this idea and this concept coming together? 
Yeah, and knowing how is if yeah. are, are people going to be interested in it? Yeah, th- this is a really key part, and I think sometimes um, you know people that are creating uh, courses or just first embarking on this journey, they 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 miss this opportunity to test out their course ideas, and then you know the the biggest mistake, you know, talking about mistakes we want to avoid. Um, the biggest mistake is to go off on this path and spend all this time creating a course and then not actually uh, create a course that anyone wants. Unfortunately, even if you know really cool things to teach people, you got to really meet what, you know, line up what with what the market wants, with what people want. And I know you know this very well, Tim, but some people starting out might not. Yeah. No, that's a sign. That's yeah. Right. That's so what saying. There's, a, there's a lot of ways that I think we can test the market, um, test the, our audience. And, you know, one of the, gosh, I mean, I'll just start listing them off, you know, just interacting on social media with people. Hey, you guys, I'm, um, I'm planning on creating this course, putting this course together. And I wanted to know, um, you know, what, for those of you who are in this situation, what are you struggling with? Or, you know, here's some topics that I've put together. What's most interesting to you related to this subject? And, you know, that would be in a broad sense, even more specifically, you could actually create, you could actually go into a, maybe a Facebook group where you're focused more on that niche or topic and ask that question, that same question and get feedback. Um, Another level, if you're someone who already has an email list, creating an actual survey, but these kinds of things not only give feedback on the idea, uh, but they also, you know, they actually kind of build buzz. They kind of, they get the information out there. They get the, they let people know that you're building a course and you can actually start getting them on a waiting list for the course ahead of time and co-create the course with them and their feedback, which is something that maybe we can get into in a bit, something that I highly recommend. Absolutely. And then they've got some skin in the game too. And they're, they're more than likely to come on board and get that course because they've had some import input and they know that the course is probably going to be addressing the issue and, and solving the problem okay so and, and some other and some other ways some other really quick ways is to go onto sites like amazon and and search for for either kindle right. books or other books on your on that particular topic and well firstly just to see whether they exist because if they exist there's probably a good chance that there's a market sometimes when you do a search and nothing comes up don't go eureka you're the first it's, it's great to be a pioneer but the point is that in this day and age, it's very, very rarely that somebody has a brand spanking new idea. Somebody has usually thought of it along the track. Now, if there's if, if, if you do a search on a, on a topic and you find no information on it, then it's a, it's a pretty fair indication that there's no market, there's no interest in that. So that's that, that's that's another sort of hack that you can look at. So, so don't go, oh, my goodness, look at this. I'm the first to do this. I'm going to make a million dollars. You might, but odds on you it won't. Now, so so the thing is that you go to you know, places like Amazon, you're going to see whether there's you know there's there's materials there on your topic. But more importantly, you look at the you look at the reviews. Right. You see what people like about it, but more so what people didn't like, what the the information that was missing. Because as Devin says, you've got to create the the courses for the market, and if you can identify a hole, and that's what niche is all about. Like right. niche is a, is, a, is a little empty mm-hmm. look, right? So if you can if you can fill that niche, right? If you can bring the information to the market that it wants and, and is currently missing in the market, then you have got a, a, a hot seller on your hands. So look at look at things like the the Amazon reviews. Look at things 
like Udemy reviews and look at the negative ones. Look at look at what was missing or what or what the instructor did wrong in, in, in the views. Like sometimes students can be a little bit fickle anyway, but then that will give you an idea about how you're going to go about presenting and and and, and what you're going to include into your course. Okay, so 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 you've 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 sort of identified that there is a there is a, a need, you've identified a topic. How much are you going to put into your course? Are you are you going to create war and peace? Like, I mean, are you are you going to spend the next eighteen months building the the <laughs> the, con, the comprehensive definitive course on on whatever? Yeah, I love it. You're you're setting me up for the great questions, and these are the things that we all we all need to know. And the crazy thing about it is, um, there's this experience I think people have where it's like from the from the outside when they're not actually creating a course or going through the process, they think, oh, I, you know, I got it. Like, I'll just do it and it's, it'll be all good. And then when you get into the process, all of a sudden you're looking around going, oh, shoot, I've taught this before, even in an in-person workshop, but what do I include online and how do I do it? And it's this whole new experience. So I think it's a really important question to think about what do I include and how do I do it and how much time to, do I give myself for it? And you know, I'll actually talk about the time piece first because that's what I think what actually what makes a makes or breaks an online course in the sense of actually getting it out there. Because I know a lot of people, um, you have talked to a lot of people, I coach a lot of people that you know they come to me and they said, oh, you know, I've gotten this far in the course creation process, but I got stuck. Or you know, a lot of people just don't finish their course because it can be daunting and things happen you know, they have to go onto another project. So I really am, uh, am an advocate of uh, putting together a course under a short amount of time, you know, really setting aside a certain amount of time per week, whether it's a day a week or a couple days per week, a few hours, you know, three time, three days a week, um, really just focusing and committing to, um, to, to breaking, to really getting into the course curriculum and creation process you know, over a month or so, maybe two months, there's situations to go further. But it's almost like if you don't focus on it and get it done now, then it might never happen. And that's, I think, the worst, the, the worst thing that can happen isn't launching a course that only a couple people buy, but it's actually not launching your course at all. So that's, I'll start with that. And yeah, I'm curious, I'd love for you to chime in on this too. Okay, well, I've, I'm a big believer. Like when I when I'm looking through through courses and it goes 25 hours of this and 40 hours of that, I go, oh no, I've done, I don't have time for that. I, I really don't have time. <laughs> Seriously, I don't have time. It might be it might be stellar information, but I do not have time to sit there for 25 hours. Now, usually, what people do if they people have got a different expectation. On, from an online course versus if they go into university or a college or whatever else, okay? Now, people will go on to look at it for an online course because they've got a problem and, they, and they've got a problem that they need to solve basically straight away. So I believe in, well, I, I, I sprue can teach the one problem, one nice. solution, nice. okay? So your course should address a problem and provide, so, and it should be, concise so it shouldn't go on and on and on with a lot of fluff because another other people think oh look the longer the course the more perceived value no people are busy and if you look if you could tell me how to solve my problem in five minutes i'll give you the 50 bucks because right, you right. solve my problem right 
I'm not going to sit there for you know an hour or two hours or five hours to get that five minutes of information because it's all been padded up, mm-hmm. right? So, so, so that's that's a big thing. Now, now let's look at the other thing. If you if you build the definitive course on whatever, and somebody and and you're reaching a, a certain target market. And that person has probably got 80% of that information anyway, and they've just got a couple of small stumbling blocks. Are they going to to spend a thousand bucks or whatever on a definitive course for 25 hours to just solve one issue? And probably not. So let's look at let's 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 take something that that probably most of us understand, and that's the game of golf. Mm-hmm. And I like to use this <laughs> as a bit of an analogy. And there's, there's there's so many different aspects to the game of golf. None of which I've mastered, by the way. But the point is, is that you know you could you could sit down there for you could sit down for for eighteen months and design the definitive course on on golf. And here's something too: like if you're not a good golfer, why don't you go and talk to a golf pro and actually film the golf pro doing stuff? And then you you don't have to be the expert, right? This this is the way that you that you hook into things, right? But but let's just say let's just take the game of golf into consideration and say you've got a guy who's been playing golf for five or six years. And he's 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 got part of the game mastered, or he's he's got it covered. But it's other parts of the game. Now, does he want to go out there and, and buy a definitive course, or does he just want to get a, a really quick course on how to drive the ball longer and straighter off the tee? Right, right. right. Now, the, and the point is, you're going to. It's easier to make you know to get somebody to to spend you know, hundred bucks ten times than it is to get them to spend a thousand bucks once. Mm. Right. So. If you if you bring them in on here's here's my course on how to drive the ball you know, straighter longer without injuring yourself you know, so it will take you through all the like all the pre-game stretches and make sure that your body because you know, we know that you've got to be very flexible and your body's got to work as a whip blah 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 so it can be quite definitive in that one aspect of the game all right so at the end of it after they've gone through and and that course could be an hour it could be no, 90 minutes, whatever, they, if they go out and they apply what you teach, they can now go longer. Now you can do another course on chipping and running, fairway, um, like hitting off the fairway, tips and tricks we're getting out of the rough, uh, putting, all these different things like how to, how to overcome a slice, how to overcome a hook, all these different courses. So you can end up with, with, with 10 different courses. And now the person who, the person you've got a result who, who can now drive the ball 25 30 yards further who has a problem putting well if you fix his problem driving do you think he's going to buy your putting course absolutely and do you think he's going to buy your chip and run course so it's one problem one solution and the other thing too is that how long is it going to take you to get that course to market mm-hmm. I, like and saying as Devin said are you are you just going to drop out because it gets too hard along the way because then you just get totally overwhelmed by the by, by the sheer amount of you get overwhelmed by the sheer amount of work if you get overwhelmed by the sheer amount of work to make it don't you think the student's going to get overwhelmed by the sheer amount of study they've got to do to, to complete it so you're going to get a course to market you're going to start making money you're going to start making a name for yourself you're going to start building a list you're going to start getting a mm-hmm. following so you can so instead of spending eight months right even eight months to build a, a, a big course you can spend a month and get yeah. a course to market. And while that and while that course is making you money, you can create next course. Now this mm-hmm. comes back to Devin and the the his 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 point on uh, surveying. You've got you've got people buying your driving off the tee course. 
Do you go off and think, now the next thing I'm going to do, I'm going to do this, or do you actually send them an email going, hey, listen, I'm going to do another course on another aspect of golf. What's another aspect of golf you're having the most problems with? You go back and you ask them what they're having trouble with and you, and you create the course for them. And then obviously they're going to buy that course and then you've got course number two. And then, then you survey that group for your third, survey that group for your fourth. So you see what I mean? So exactly right. I'm with you 100%. Yeah, and you know, that is <laughs> that is one of the hardest things to do, I'll be honest with you. I mean, because once you get down this process of being a creator, you're generating things, you have ideas, right? We all have so many ideas and we 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 kind of already start thinking about our next thing while we're creating the current thing or probably 10 next things, right? It's just this continual thing, writing it down, journaling, which I think is a good idea. But I think that's one of the hardest things is actually to suspend our judgment and connect with our audience and really ask what they want and go from there. And that, believe me, I mean, that's my experience. That's a personal transformation I've had. And I think that transforms business in general versus, you know, I have something that I want to give to you or that I want you to buy versus, hey, what's going on for you over there? Uh, and, you know, what can I create for you to serve you, you know, can I, to create a result or certain outcomes in your life to make your life easier to bring you more success in life, these kinds of things. So I think that's great that you mentioned that because really it's it takes something to to not impose our ideas on on what our audience needs and just to reflect on the other side too though you know it's it's a balance because it's not about saying what do you want what do you want what do you want 100% you know we have to be visionaries and leaders and kind of staying one step ahead so i think there's it's not it's not easy necessarily to find that balance but you know once you go for it I'm sure it'll come your way. So, yeah, absolutely. And as you're saying, staying on track because this, this is this is probably one of the main reasons why things don't get finished because you're just jumping from one thing. Because isn't that what the entrepreneur does? They jump from one shiny thing to the next. <laughs> and and one trick that I do to to stay on track because I said I've always got got an opinion on everything and I've also got all these ideas come flooding in mm -hmm. all the time. And the worst thing you do is think, oh, I'm going to lose that idea. And then you sort of go, blind That's what, that, that idea is actually better than what I'm working on. I'll put this one on the sideline. I'm going to do this. Then all of a sudden you end up with about 12 or 14 unfinished right, courses. Right. So what I do, I've actually got, I've actually got a, a, an email address. I've got, I've got about 16 email addresses. I've got about you know, five, five, uh, five websites on various topics. But um, so I've actually got one email address and it's ideas at such and such .com .au, right? And so whenever, if, I, if I'm sort of just out, even if I'm out and about or I'm working on something and I get this idea, I see something, some, something triggers something, I'll send, I'll send an email to that address. I'll say, I'll say the course idea, book idea, blog idea, whatever. And I'll just say, this is, this, this is the idea. And then it's gone. I don't have to worry about it because I've, I've recorded it. I don't have to worry about forgetting it. And then when I'm ready for my next project, I then... Then and only then do I go actually open up that mailbox to see what ideas I've come up with and what and then I'll choose my next my next project and then mm. away I go. So that's that, that's one way. Like if if you are worried about about you know, having all these wonderful ideas come in the head, that's fantastic because what once you once you start to create, once you start to open up, that's yeah. what's going to happen. Like it can it can it can start that initially you don't you you're struggling for an idea. And then all of a sudden, once you start to create and you open up, 
then ideas just start to flow. So it's important to record them, but it's important to stay on task and finish one thing at a yes, time. Yes, absolutely. I'm just going to go, you know, outright just second what you said and emphasize it more because that is like it, like we said earlier, I think it's one of the number one challenges that we have as course creators is that is you know not actually finishing our course and getting it out there and that's not gonna you know that's if we keep doing that over and over again it's we're not gonna have a successful experience you know good experience so I think that's really cool and you know we really have to be diligent as uh, you know a lot of us are sort of solo openers or you know running our own business um you know we it's it's up to us to uh, determine what we do. And there's so many things going on uh, that can uh, take our attention away, you know, to someone else's project, to someone else's thing. You know, we have to keep a pulse on things. But with a course, it really takes diligence to focus and, you know, commit a certain amount of time per week until it we finish it. And I love it. I love that you said, you know, not you know, jumping to this next idea because, you know, the next course without finishing the first one, because yeah, that that I, that will clearly lead to a disaster based on my experience of doing that myself. So, uh, yeah, so cool. I'm glad we're touching on these because I think this is really this is really key stuff. Yeah, and I think and I think at the end of the day, what what I'm trying and what we're trying to do here, because I said there is this amazing event starting on Monday. Yeah. So anybody who's sort of on the fence and and sort of, oh, I don't know, if I can do an online course anyway, and and is it for me? Anybody, because we all have skills to share. We all have our unique talents and abilities. We've all had our life experience. And and they said, you, you'd you be surprised. You'd be surprised at what people want to learn from you. And they're saying, that's why you've got to go and ask other people, what, you know, what, you know, so what skills do you think I have? You know, what skills do you reckon I could teach? Because people think, and people say, oh, you're absolutely wonderful at this. And you go, really? Yeah. So, what do people actually want to know? Because it, it comes naturally to you. So you don't even stop and think about it. So Look, it is something for everybody, and it's a, it's a huge opportunity to, you know, get some, you know, get build a residual income and, and sort of, you know, not get, get out of the nine to five. Not initially, like it all takes work, it takes time, but it is an opportunity. At this stage, sure, I'd like to welcome those who are on with us live. You know, people, as I said, people do come and go. As I said, if you want to ask a question during this chat, because we are here to answer your questions. Now, this this is why we do these these live interactive sessions so if you've got a question to ask just put a slash q followed by the question if it's on topic then uh, Devin and i will uh, will address it as a matter of the course and i say like and do do hang around to the end of the official uh interview because i said this this will become a, a episode on my podcast so this is why we're sort of restricting just the chat to to this but when we when we finish the official interview then we'll un- unlock that seat and you can pop in and have a chat and have some coaching nice. so do stick around Okay, so let's let's talk about. So we've 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 got our idea, we've tested it, and we've got our curriculum together. So so we know what our content's going to be, and we've sort of laid it out. So so we're going to obviously everything has to follow a logical flow. Am I going to how how am I going to produce this information? Is it going to be a book? Is it going to be an email series? Is it going to be uh, a video series, as in a screen capture. So I'm, I'm going to set up a, a keynote or a PowerPoint presentation and just simply put voice over video, or am I going to really you know, put myself out there and, and put the makeup on and get myself all coiffed up and stand in front of a camera and do a talking head? So 
let's talk about yeah, those options. That's a great question. I I think um, you know, I'll jump right to my favorite, which is actually a combination of um, you know, of talking head, of talking direct to camera like we're doing right now, and uh PowerPoints and presentations. And um, you know, it but to take a step back first, I want to mention that it really depends. I think on the content of the course and what the type of course is, you know, if we're doing a yoga course, then we're probably going to have a lot more video, you know, direct to camera video, um, demonstrating things, demonstrating activities, but there's probably a point where a PowerPoint becomes applicable as well in there too, for some teaching points. So, you know, the course content itself probably guides that, but I, I definitely, I think, in terms of transfer of information, that um, presentations with slide shares, um, PowerPoints can be really helpful just for conveying uh, main points to a presentation. So I really, uh, I recommend that. And I think it's a great way for people who are uncomfortable in front of camera. Um, you'll definitely get over that pretty quickly uh, as you start doing online courses. So don't worry about that. But uh, you know, you know, speaking behind your PowerPoint, kind of hiding behind your PowerPoint, totally okay as long as you're uh demonstrating and uh content well not demonstrating content you know conveying uh some kind of information that's going to create a result for your participants so my favorite's a mixture um you know written content also great i like to bring in um worksheets guides questionnaires so you know something that i didn't mention a little earlier is i really like um when i'm creating courses just think of it in terms of start to finish, step by step. What does it take? What are the essentials to go from point A to point B or point Z, whatever the process is? And I just think, you know, we really need to think of that because when I per personally purchase a course, it's all about, you know, I, I just don't have the time or energy or I'm getting stuck. And I just, I just want the step by step all the way through it so that I don't have to figure it out for myself. So I, I recommend that people... Mm. Um, go go through that journey again for themselves when they're creating their course content and bring that into worksheets and guides. So, you know, that that's, that's my personal uh, recommendation and favorite way to create courses. Now, you know, I think what you're alluding to also is that you know, sometimes we could actually just have a course be mostly written material. And I, I think, you know, that depends on what your audience uh, is in mo what they like to how they like to learn most um and what the type of content is written's great you know we don't need 20 hours of video like you said before earlier it's not about about the amount of time it's actually about getting results in last time so if a video helps do that um go video if written helps do that do that <laughs> go go by writing but i think the cool thing about video is you can really have a conversation and sort of walk people through the next steps them where they're at talk to them and then introduce the content in that way so yeah what do you think tim mm, perfect i love it and there's, there's a couple of things i want to sort of uh build on there like when i do my course creation because as online instructors we have to take the learning objective as our main goal so why did the why did the student buy that course is because they had they had a problem that they wanted to solve so what are the steps required for them to solve that problem so when I design my courses, I actually look at the actual physical activities that they have to do to, to accomplish to get to the end result. So at the end, so so say 
then it then we sort of break that down to obviously a, a progress as a path, a journey. So say in, in section one, at the end of section one, I want them to go off and I want them to do five things. So section one is then designed over educating them on how to do those five things because there's nothing worse when you're doing a course and you go through all your material and then you, you give them these action steps and going, well, how do I yeah. do that? No. So so basically I start I start the other way around. I actually start with what actions I want them to take and I, then I actually build the you know, the instruction around how to do those action steps. Then at the end I say, okay, now go off and do this and they know what they're yeah. doing, right? So, so that's it. So, yeah, so you've you got to bring that in. I suppose what I was sort of alluding to, too, is that people just think that, that online courses are things that run upon you to me, mm. teachable, that, that, that are these big one hour, two hour things. And what I'm saying, that, like, if you're, if you're a service provider, say, like, okay, let's say you're a massage therapist, you can, you can create a five part email response course. Mm-hmm teaching prospective clients how massage can help them with their back pain that's still mm-hmm. a course mm-hmm. right if you if, if you own a software like, like like if you develop software and you're giving out a free trial version of that software you're not going to get if, if people don't know how to u- utilize that software if people don't know the, the power and what they can do with that software they may not convert and, and purchase the software at the end of the trial whereas if you provide them with training then you can you can convert and once again you can, you can provide that training by sending them a, like a you know, setting up a, a video so you could have a number of videos and then day one saying these are the basics and go and go to this video so saying just just don't just just think about the application of of online or or, or, dig, or digitally delivered courses beyond what you see on Udemy and and these other places that you can apply these these courses in any type of business for any type of purpose. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to think outside the box. I, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. Great. Mm. Okay. So, so now we've, we've got our, so, so we're going through these steps and, I, and I'm hoping that, that everybody's probably starting to feel a little bit more comfortable with the idea that anybody can do this equipment. Okay. So we, so we talked about, no, no, and I said there are some skill sets. Like I'm not saying that this is a drop in the lap, no, get rich quick, easy. But there are some skill sets that you need, and there's some equipment you need. But do you have to go out and spend, say, two and a half thousand dollars on a nice camera to uh, to do your talking head stuff? Yeah, you know I haven't done that yet. <laughs> if you have a cr- camera, you recommend though, that uh, <laughs> that I should get. I I probably would be open to investing that. But uh, there we go. You're showing me the iPhone or your Android. Can't tell what it is, but yeah, um, yeah, that's that's a great point. I mean, now we're getting HD on this. Just the devices we take in, hold in our laps. You know, hopefully not carrying in our pockets all day, but we do that sometimes. Um, but you know, the I have a Logitech uh, CE930E here that we're we're using. It's definitely, I think it's less than a hundred dollars now. I'm not sure, but uh, basically, it's just an HD camera. Uh, right now, I'm actually on my on my cell phone headset. Right now, I have uh, a, another mic here, but I'm I'm not using it. I've noticed that there's even less background noise sometimes when it's just the mic really close to me. But uh, so I mean, this is an example. The same equipment that we're using right now, absolutely uh, at the quality level of creating, of course, could go beyond that. Get um, a DSLR that does higher quality 
and go above that, but definitely not required to start from that level. And, you know, I think the main thing is actually getting high definition video and audio and then being able to edit it and just, just the fact of just the matter of actually recording it and getting it down. That's the, that's the key thing to here. The more barriers that we have from taking that video and getting it onto the computer and editing that and uploading it to our core software, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a bit. Um, I eliminate as many barriers as possible. That's my recommendation. What about you, Tim? Yeah, exactly. I'm the same. Look, I, I, I wouldn't know the first way to use DSLR <laughs> camera. Okay, I, I don't know. And, and as I said, like we've all got our skill sets, and and I'm really good at some things, and I'm absolutely hopeless at others. And and uh, understanding camera technology, like I've done some courses and that sort of stuff, but I'm I'm not a photographer, and I really, it's not a passion of mine. So I'm not interested in going out and learning a lot, right? But no, I've got this is a Samsung S6, and it lets me to do uh, 4G videos. So I do super super high definition. Uh, and then I and then, then I crop up. I'm just going to turn my. I don't do much webcam stuff. I've got a very cheap Microsoft webcam, and that's just to keep bandwidth because I do a lot of this sort of work. So I do that just keeps my bandwidth low. But so but what I've and I've got a, a lapel microphone here. Okay, so this is a Rode lapel mic. It's, it's called a, a Smart Lab Two, and as you can see, this this is designed to plug straight into your headphone jack of your of your mobile phone, whether it be an iPhone or an Android, and then it just Clips onto your clips onto your lapel, so very small little right. microphone. Yeah. But, but what? But what I? But what I found, and and it's it's sort of directional. It's not it's not it's not purely uh, uh, cardioid, but it's it's it's, it's pretty directional. It does cut down a lot of uh, background noise. But what I what I found when I plugged that straight into the S six, and what I was doing with the video and the audio together, is that I had no control over the over the audio oh. level, and the audio was too loud, and it was it was getting a bit distorted. So then, what I did is I got my Samsung S4, and I and I, I downloaded a, a graphic equalizer application for free. And so now I, I put my I put my my mic into this, and it, so I record the sound separate. I, I record the audio separately through the graphic equalizer. So I clap my hands at, at the beginning. I go, clap, and then I start to talk, and then at the end, I marry the the the, the audio and the video together, and I delete the audio that was created. As part of the video, and then I've got this. I also put the audio through. I clean it up through Audacity, which isn't hard right. either. That, that takes a couple of minutes to learn how to do. So I'll just give you a little bit. Like you, you my place is a mess because I work seventeen hours a day. But I'm just going to just give you a little bit of a behind me. You nice. see black, and that's you can see that that's that's photo, and it goes right to the ceiling, mm -hmm. right? So so when I, so when I stand up, I've got a black. Black background, and that's, and that's black photographic paper. It didn't cost much. Spin over this way, you can see softbox lights. Now those lights, they cost you know, a couple hundred bucks. So there wasn't a lot of a lot of outlay. Now I'm mm -hmm. off camera. Come back, Tim. Come back. Okay, but the point is, once again, and look, you can you can stand in front of. No, you don't. You don't have to go. For the black background, you can you know, have the demon has. You can be, can be outside, yeah. but the point is that do you need a lot? No, do you, do you need a lot? Well, you need you need good lighting. Good lighting is important. Like you're not going to get any courses approved through Udemy if your lighting isn't up to scratch. You're not going to get any courses approved through Udemy if your video quality isn't up to scratch, and you're not gonna, definitely not going to get it if your audio is is scratchy and fuzz fuzzy. So, a good microphone, good lighting, but your but your mobile phone these days. 
It's more than that. And, 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 that, and that smart lab, I think that cost me something like 60 Australian dollars. It's probably even cheaper in the hmm. States. You can, you can buy an extension cord because it's actually quite a short cord on it. But you can buy – I had, had a six-meter extension cord, excuse me, but I found it was just better to uh, to record audio and video separately. Nice, yeah. So, that, so, so, so that, that, like, I'm in, I'm in a tiny little unit, okay? I can't like, – I, I, I love animals, so I never swing a cat because we, I don't know whether that's a – a global, like you're saying, it's so small you can't you, know, you can't swing a cat. I, I, it's a very very small it's a very very small unit, right? But the point is, I I produce you know premium courses out of this unit just by standing up. I basically, I basically stand up where I'm at. I've got a, a black background. I've got the lights on me. My phone's on a tripod. Away yeah. I go. So don't don't. There's, there's no reason to let technology stand in the way. And then of course, you know, if you're doing screen sharing, then you. You'll need something like KeyPoint, PowerPoint, yeah. sort of stuff. I want to chime in on one thing with the video because I like that you mentioned outdoor. Outdoor is really cool. Um, there's a couple things that I like to mention about people that are doing outdoor, outdoor footage. Number one, and I think most people get this after they've done some you know, photos outside, is that you don't want your background lighter than you are. And that works for inside as well. But, you know, just watch out for the light. And if you're competing with light, more light behind you than is actually on your face and body or whatever you're doing. Um, so that's one thing. And the other thing to watch out for is dappled shade. That's the worst thing ever. Um, you know, if you have, if you're underneath the tree or something, it's a beautiful scenery, but you have all this speckled shadow on your face that starts all of a sudden, it's like this one spot's moving around on your forehead and, you know, whatever it is. So you've really got to avoid that. Um, so it's almost better if you you could even create artificial shade or artificial light with like a reflector, those kinds of things. Just watch out for dappled shade because if you record an epic content piece where you are delivering exactly what people need and the light is all messed up, then you're probably going to need to redo it. So yeah, just watch out for those things. But outside is really cool. If, as long as uh, the other thing to watch out for is you know the lighting changing over time if you're recording a whole set. Uh, videos and it's a cloudy day. I mean, actually, when I was recording for the online course creation summit, doing videos, uh, even though I have, you know, in, I'm in my office, I have the blinds shut completely and the artificial lighting here, but we were still getting the clouds going in and out and the sunlight peeking through the cracks. And my camera, here I am talking, and my camera's going really bright, really dark. And I'm like, oh no, I tried to control this. So even I've done my best, but just watch out for those kinds of things because recording for a course, you run it at the top notch. Um, but don't let it stop you. I would say if a, if a video is not perfect, uh, and but it gets the information across, you know, the other side of it is just to make sure to publish it and get it out there and don't let it stop you. So hope that helps everyone. Yeah. Yeah. The, basically, the rule is that people will forgive bad video, but they'll never forgive bad audio. Right. Like if they if it, like if you if if you're fuzzy on the no, on on the video, people can cope with that. But if you if your audio is staticky, hard to listen to, uh, up and down, soft, too loud, whatever, or there's lots of background noise, and and people really have to sort of try really, really hard to hear you, they're going to tune out, they're going to lose them. So, yeah. top quality audio is is really really important when it comes to your online courses. Yeah, nice. Next step. What's that? Next step. Okay, so we're talking about recording. I, it seems like we might be talking about that that piece where you're actually putting it into a course 
creation course delivery software, right? Would you, would, is that what we're talking about in terms of your, yeah, choosing. So that's, and that's the interesting thing is it's like, even though there's this huge process that we've talked about, all of these things that we need to test for, plan for, creating our curriculum, recording, all of that, you know, we can do all of that before we actually choose a platform. Yet the number one thing I think people need to know before they start any of it is what am I going to do? How am I going to host my course? And, um, you know, the, the, the one thing that I can say for sure that I found over all my times of recommending people different pieces of software is actually that there's no one size fits all. Um, you know, there's a lot of great uh, tools and technology out there for hosting courses. And, you know, it depends on a number of things. It depends on what's your price point. Um, how do you run your business? What are you already doing in your business? And what software do you already have? Um, depends on budget. Uh, yeah, the type of the course, how much of a list that you might already have, you know, in terms of a following, you know, because some, some platforms are better for if you don't have a following versus if you do already have a following. So, you know, I'll just say all the, I'll just mention all the factors off the top of my head that go into choosing a platform. And then maybe we can talk about those different options. Yeah. Mm. I think the other thing too is that, that you should, that different platforms have different requirements mm. and you should investigate different platforms even before you record and edit your your modules because what can happen is say, like I've got my one of my courses I, I, I host solely by myself. I, it's, it's not anywhere. It's just it's tucked safely behind a, a membership mm-hmm. site and it's actually – Six videos, and each and each video goes between, you no, know, twenty minutes and half mm-hmm. an hour, right? Now, those videos could not be uploaded to Udemy because Udemy say you can't. What's what's actually? You could load up to twenty minutes, couldn't you? Actually, I don't know. You know but yeah, I'm but, not. But, I'm act, I haven't. I'm not a Udemy person. I think Udemy is great. It definitely mm-hmm. has its uh, reasons to use it. Has but its place. I, yeah, so that's the one area I can say. I don't have the experience, so I'll defer to you on that. <laughs> yeah, look, I, 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 all I know is that they like they like you to keep your your, your videos between like around five minutes. So that they like that. And I know they will not let you upload a video longer than twenty minutes. I know I haven't done a lot on, on you to me recently either, but I know those were the requirements. Yeah. So just just if you look, everything's, everything's got its place. Like you do me. Has got its place. If you're, if you're if you're just starting out and you and you're not quite sure, Udemy is a zero cost entry, so it doesn't cost you a cent. They give you the platform, but they also dictate to you. They 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 have got some very stringent rules. They've got some things that you've got to adhere to. And I'm saying if you if you if you want to play in their playground, you've got to put up with their rules, right? I don't want to play in the play, playground, so I don't put up with their rules. But but at least, they, but I think if you're if you're just starting out as an online instructor as your first course, it's not a bad process to go through the Udemy process because they've got a very stringent uh, process for approving courses based on quality of the of, of the content, not not your actual content because you can't have that many content experts to say is this person talking rubbish or not. But we're talking about they've got a process to say whether your video and audio is up mm-hmm. to scratch. So and 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 they'll come back and go no no look there was there's some so it can teach you how to get that that that, that good quality uh, product, yes. Yes. but you're but you're restricted and then you've got your 
your other like like your teachables and other other areas which they don't do the marketing for you you've got all the freedom in the world but there's other restrictions and then there's self-hosting which is my preferred method but that doesn't come without cost like i've yeah. you know I've I've recently changed. I've, I've gone over to ClickFunnels oh, cool. now, but I I had I'd, I'd gone out and I'd gone out and spent a, no a thousand bucks on well uh, optimized press, wishlist member, uh, affiliate WP. So I had all these bits and pieces all stuck together like a jigsaw puzzle. And the problem is that when you start going to that situation, you've got to be pretty techy because you put you no know, one one of your your plugins up updates and it breaks something else, and you've got to be able to, yeah. to trace things. So. It's not, it's not that it's not undoable, and this is where you get other things that you can load onto WordPress like Lifter and these these other LMS-specific WordPress plugins, and they're, and, and they're all great if you're, you know, you're techie, but then I've gone said I've, I've, I had to go over to, to ClickFunnels because just because of the way I wanted to structure my course and everything else – ClickFunnels was the only way that I could I could drip that, and I'll talk about that later if, if you're interested. But I'll pass over to Devin because he's a he's a, he's the man at the moment. Yeah, I mean this is good. This is the this is a conversation. You know, a lot like I said, a lot of people come to me and they you know we can't just give a one size fits all for course creation. Um, you know, the the so you touched on Udemy, you touched on um, Teachable, and you know uh, Thinkific. There's a lot of um, other mid the on the spectrum of being able to control your content control your course they are great and then the opposite end of the spectrum from udemy is hosting your own content usually on a wordpress site with these incredible plugins like uh um what it learn dash uh lifter lms uh what's another one um yeah there's there's plenty out there but so WP WP Corso, that's exactly the one I was thinking of too. So there's these great ones out there. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the thing about those are, it's great. They're really great. Um, one time fee usually to purchase or once a year, you're paying just a hundred dollars or so. Uh, Zippy courseware is another one, but you know, Zippy courses. I mean, so the thing is that, that with those, like you said, it's you get to control your content. You usually only pay once or just once every year. Very affordable. But you got to watch out because things like uploading to Am- your video to Amazon S3 to be able to download it and how do you actually protect that? And then all of a sudden, you're spending a lot of time uh, dealing with these little things that you didn't foresee coming. Um, you know, there's ways to streamline it, but I just want to mention it. You know, if you feel a little bit more. If you're on the, if you want more versatility, uh, and you want to host it completely on your own and own every aspect of your content, and not worry about your monthly payments and stuff, WordPress is great. That's what I'm doing, and just know that you'll probably run into a couple of things that you weren't expecting along the way. So you know, one of the things where, where I like to go with people just starting out is something like Teachable and or Thinkific because. It's just in between those things, you know, you can focus more on content, uh, getting the videos out there and up there. You can control the pricing. You can control, um, you know, the marketing of your course. Uh, you know, I think Udemy. I, I don't know if it still has this. I know recently they brought a cap on their course prices, and I just think, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure why they did that. I mean, I'm sure. I you know what? I'll I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Is they know what they're doing. They're not 
They're not dumb. They're not doing things for no reason. But for people like us that want to be creating courses, I think there's a lot of different trainings that need to be over $50. So I'll just mention that. So I think, yeah, I think it's up to you to determine where you are on that spectrum. And, uh, and there's, there's mm-hmm. definitely a solution for you and check things out, you know, try a freebie, um, you know, try a tr- If there's a free trial on something, do it, get in there and test it out. Um, you know, if there's a great, uh, you know, refund policy on something that someone says, yeah, try this out. You have 30 days to get a refund, do that and try it out. And if you get stuck and it's really something that you can't get past, you don't like it, then don't use that platform. That's what I say. Yeah. I agree. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw because another thing I teach is about uh, using affiliate pro- yeah. products, and I'm gonna actually throw my affiliate link for uh, this free 14 day trial of uh, ClickFunnels. In now, the reason why I went to ClickFunnels is because it said it was the only way that I could deliver my course in the way that I wanted, and I'll, I'll explain it to you because it might just give some people some ideas that you can. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Now, I initially did this. This course it was called, well, it's still out there. Massage Marketing Mastery. Oh, that's a good brand. Massage like Yeah. So um, that was initially, even though it was worth, you know, two thousand bucks, it was it was it was targeted towards struggling massage therapists because massage therapists don't know how to market their business, and so I um I, I put it out there for four ninety seven, and I thought, you know, that's still. $497 is, is a lot of money to somebody who is struggling to pay their rent and feed themselves. There has to be another way. And so I, I, I broke the, you know, the course delivery up. And that's why I had to go to, to ClickFunnels because ClickFunnels was the only way that I could find that I could uh, have these one, one-click upsells and downsells so that mm-hmm. they didn't have to re-enter their so they didn't have to pay and pay again and pay again. They could come in at the base level and then they could they could select no, do I want that? Do I want that? Do I want that? And it takes them through a very, very smooth process. And then, of course, it has, it has the, it has the built-in contact management system. It's got the built-in affiliate system, as the membership. So it is everything that I need, all under the one, one roof. So, so instead of now charging four ninety-seven for my course, I've, I've, I've just taken out because the four ninety-seven included six live coaching calls. Okay, wow. so it had, it, it had the core. It, it, had, it had core units. There was two and a half hours of core material. It had two bonus videos, which was another hour. So it had three, three and a half hours of, of basically core and bonus material. And then they were going to get six 90-minute group coaching calls, not, not individual, but group coaching calls. And, and so, because once again, we want to be part of this process and we've got to push through and, and make them accountable and make sure they reach their learning outcomes. And the best way to, to, to reach their learning outcomes is for you to be available to your students, yeah. right? So, so so now when they when they come through, when they purchase the the, the core material for, for $97, the next screen it takes them to is an option to come into a continuity program, which gives them more training on a monthly basis, but also fortnightly group coaching calls, and they can come in and they can they can trial that. Well, actually, they've, they've got an option to, to buy six months for for a cheaper version. Now, if they say we don't want to pay those six months, they have a downsell option where they can actually trial the continuity for fourteen days, and then after that, it's forty seven dollars a month. So now we've made it 
we've no, we've made it doable. And then I've got a premium where I do one-on-one business coaching, but which isn't part of that funnel. Yeah. So that's so that's that's the reason why I I went to ClickFunnels. So that that was the only way that, that we could do things in, in under that. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you so so yeah, there, there are so many different different platforms and, and so many different ways to do things. And I think it's also good not to put all your eggs in one basket because I think this is what we've people on Udemy now discovered that most most of the big instructors had their courses out in other places anyway. But I think you know you'd be pretty decided if you if you had built uh, your courses based on well when I first joined Udemy there was no cap people could charge whatever they wanted, and then about twelve months in they they kept it three hundred dollars and now they kept it fifty dollars. Now even if you came in and you created a course and you were selling it for two ninety seven and and you were like okay not everybody buys for two ninety seven and that was Udemy's um, reasoning, mm-hmm. right? But the point is that some do, but the point and, and, and some buy it at, at different scales. But if you've gone quit your day job because your Udemy income so great, and then have turned around and kept it at fifty bucks, you're going to be pretty cut up, mm, aren't you? Absolutely. And so and so that's so, so that's so that's no. So put put stuff out there. Don't don't, don't put all your all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. No. Put your put your course out there on different platforms. Yeah, and you know one thing I wanted to mention about this is you know we're talking about technology we're talking about platforms we're also talking about pricing and this whole pricing model is a a huge you know topic really to get into but i i think the important thing to consider is you know what's the value of what we're putting together what what is the difference that it's going to make in somebody's life and to really price it from that situation but also to think about you know what's our um you know i think um, Brennan Bouchard talks about the concept of an integrated uh, product suite. You know, I love that. It's it, it's a three word concept that really shows you kind of different different tiers of products. You know, we have entry level, we have our freemium, our free products. You know, people come in and they get to know us and they get some sort of result and they get an experience um, working with us. And then we have our lower end, lower cost. Uh, products that are entry level, then mid, and then maybe high end. And I think it's really important to consider those things. And I hear you mentioning some of that, Tim, in, in what you've put together. And ClickFunnels is a technology that allows you to really integrate that product suite in a way that helps people choose their path. But I think it's really key to think about the big picture without getting too overwhelmed. But um, you know, think about what what's something that I can offer that's uh, at the lower end of the spectrum, so that people can get a taste of what the, I'm offering and have a low barrier to entry. And if they want more, go to a higher level and a higher level. And I think that you know, it's something I want to throw out there is just to mention that you. It, I recommend even from the beginning, if you have an online course, to also put together some kind of a one-on-one offering because there will always be somebody that is really they're buying your online course but they're really seeking eventually one-on-one mentorship or coaching so put that out there even if you know that's not your focus um that's not what people are you know that's not what you're expecting people to buy put it out there because people will want that and be ready for it as well i'm not i'm not saying put out a coaching program, even if you're not ready to be a coach, of course, 
get your experience, get ready to work with people one-on-one. But I think it's important to think of the big picture and the levels, levels of um, commitment, levels of uh, financial investment and levels of results in one-on-one done for you, done with your experiences. So I just want to touch on that. Okay, we'll come back. So, so now we're so now we're we're launched. I think it's a big thing. This is this is where I came into your to your summit. Was talking about right. engagement and right. and making yourself available and, and using the using the the streaming video options available from your phone, and everything else. And saying that, and it's so nice that we we've got to speak for so long today without my internet cutting off. Isn't oh that, yeah, isn't me that wonderful. Too. Because. Uh, <laughs> because when we uh when we did the uh sat down to do the interview for the summit and uh we got about 45 minutes through and then i lost my internet connection i think oh that's that's a bit bit odd i've never had that problem before so i went and tried to to reboot my modem and it wouldn't come back online and so we actually we actually finished the interview using the technology that we were talking yeah. about which was no, probably apt. But for me, it, the, no, the headache went on because what happens when my telecom provider decided because they didn't think I was using my phone enough that they were going to re- reallocate my line what? to somebody else. <laughs> it was a business line. Yeah, no, it was. It, it, they came up with all these excuses, but at the end of the day, they they, they made a, a massive blunder and they actually gave my telephone line to somebody else. So it took, it took me a week to get my, my internet oh. back, which when you run oh. an internet business oh, no. is... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely horrific absolutely horrific so anyway but but that's so we talk about about marketing and and there's there's so many different ways and you, you don't you don't have to be a marketing expert but you no know, there's so there's ways to market your course like you know come come on places like like blab blab's a great a great way for people see a lot of people say you know put out a pre-course so people can get a, a feel for your style and they might buy a course from you. Well, another way to do it is to make yourself available. Come on to platforms like Blab and and teach something, teach an aspect of what of what your course is. Get people on, no, get people on to into the hot seat and coach them. Have people sort of watching what you're doing and they're going to to connect with you and then you, at the end or throughout the throughout the, the process, drop a link in. And uh, no drop, no dropping to your course and that sort of stuff. It's a, it's a great, it's a great way to go. Periscope is another one, and obviously the next one coming up is, um, yeah, really, Blab's a great place to be. Um, and then, uh, and then obviously the next one is is Facebook Live, which is absolutely taking the uh, the world by storm. And I, I saw, I saw a, um, I saw an amazing stat the other day where this, this, this. This one video had something like uh, uh, 400,000 views or something on, on, on YouTube, but millions of views on, on Facebook Live. Like, so, so basically, Facebook Live is is going to be something big and something worth looking at. Blab is bringing – Blab is always evolving. There's always something new with Blab. Now you can, now you can do unlisted oh, really? Blabs, which means that you're not – but the, the issue with, with unlisted Blabs at this stage is that you can't roll them. But people can only you can but you get a private link and you can send them out to your people and people can only only people who have the link can actually join the lab. Now, if you if if you want to record that, you could you could probably run something like Camtasia or ScreenFlow or something, and do it if you if you've got enough grunt on your computer, you you could probably record the screen like record the screen as you're going anyway. But um, and and Blab is also letting you now 
uh, screen share. Oh, cool. So you can actually share a screen. I don't know. Actually, what I think we can do, let's see what I can, uh, let's see if we can do something funky here. Can I open up another? Uh, see if we can open up another window here. Sam, I just want to jump in and say that I'm going to need to uh, head out in the next five minutes or so. Uh, to, to okay, other cool, commitments, yeah. but I, I think this is great where we're going. Yeah. Cool. No worries. I'll just show yeah. you this very this, this very quickly, just to just so you, so you can. Um, I've, never, I've never tried this before. It's probably not going to work. I'm hitting. I'm hitting the button. There's, there's, a, there's an orange, oh, hang on, the seat is, if I unlock the seat and now I hit this button and I can, uh, let's see, we'll share this one. There we go. Oh, we've got a. That's probably, I shared the wrong screen. Yeah, we have. I've shared the wrong screen there, so we'll, we'll kill that. I had I, I I had two screens to I had two screens to to share. I picked the wrong one, so it must be wasn't it? If I change my screen here, because oh, okay, that's come up. You're cooking. Anyway, the the point here we go here we go here we go. Look at that. Oh, so now that's that's actually live. Look at that, hey! That's an important. Isn't that isn't that amazing? <laughs> Wait, so what did you actually do? You open up a seat for that? Yeah, so I had a seat open, and there's and there's there's a little there's a little purple button. When you when you're a host, you see a little a li okay. little purple button, and then you click that, and, and it will give you all your open windows, and you you just click the one that that nice. you want to share. And for those of you who haven't hooked into the uh, online course creation summit. I'm going to put my affiliate link in. I'm always, always very uh, transparent when it comes to, and I, I always I promote people to use affiliate links because it doesn't take anything away. Like it's you, you're just getting a commission, but no, no, nobody's missing out on any money. So people, I don't know why people get a bit funky about affiliate links because nobody's losing anything. Okay, so that's. So, so that's where you want to go. So basically what we've spoken about today, are all the different steps that you can take to, to create an online course and, and what's involved. And as you can see, yeah, there is a bit involved, but it's something that really, really shouldn't scare you off, right? It's, it's, it's something that we can all do. It's something that we all have doubts about at the beginning. Having doubts is, is human nature. Like we always, we always second guess ourselves. We always wonder if we can do things. But the point is that we can all do things. And, and what Devon has put together in the online course creation summit is 40 experts on various aspects of course creation. And you can access that summit for free initially. And then you're going to get, and the summit starts on Monday, the 7th of June. You get access to the interviews for 48 hours after they go live. But if you then, if you want lifetime access, you've got some options there. Okay. But seriously, if you are, if you are a current online course creator, or you are thinking about becoming an online course creator, this is it. This is this is amazing. This is this is it. This is finally the summit for <laughs> online course creators. It's no, it's it. Like I've, I've been to so many different summits over the last six months, and and they've, they've all been great. But here is something specific for online course creators, and I really, really encourage you all to get onto it. Okay, Devin, I know you got to go. Is there something that you want to you want to touch on before we finish? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean there's a lot to say uh, in terms of where we were going with this conversation in terms of 
you know, we've launched our course and we're getting into marketing. There's a whole, you know, that's a whole nother topic. Maybe we'll have to get into that next time. But, you know, the one thing I want to say for anyone who has created a course and gets into the marketing process is stick with marketing the course that you created before really get it moving, really get it going. And before you launch the next course, uh, because that's the biggest mistake I think people make with course creation is that they're taking, they make, they put so much time and energy into a course and then they move on to the Oops, what happened there? I've just lost Devin. There's something funky happening there. Devin, we've lost you, my friend. Crazy. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened either. You're, you're sitting there, but you, there's no there's no video. I might just, uh, yeah. Come on in again. All and, right. Uh, oh, I'm in the wrong webcam. <laughs> oh, you got a love lab. There we go. How do I? Am I back on? Okay, I'm on a different a different webcam. Are, I've got the webcam underneath my webcam. Oh no, it's this <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool, It's working again. All right. So <laughs> anyway, I don't know what the last thing was that you heard, but yeah, just stick to the course you've already created. Really key to focus on that and. You know, in terms of the summit, yeah, go to Tim's link, eCourse Domination slash OCCS, and that stands for Online Course Creation Summit. And, you know, what I've done with the Online Course Creation Summit is uh, it brought together over 40 experts in course creation and online marketing like Tim here who has have a great experience in the course creation process and how to design, build, and launch your own online course. And for anyone that's creating courses, whether you've done it already or you're just starting, tune into this because it's so interesting to hear what everyone is saying. What are the similarities that different course creators are sharing? What are the differences? You know, the things that stand out. I guarantee you that if you tune into the summit and watch these interviews, that your course creation uh, expertise is going to make a huge jump. It's going to go because I'm even somebody who's created many online courses, the process of interviewing 40 plus different course creation experts. I've actually learned a ton. So I highly recommend you join it. And like Tim said, you can get in for free. Each interview out of the 40 interviews is live and free for 48 hours. After that, if you want to get unlimited access, you can upgrade. There's a couple of different options for that. So it's really easy. You know, if you want to get it at the and have it forever, be able to get the MP3s, transcripts, bonus Q&As, all that's in the upgrade package, but I'm not really here to pitch you. I just really want you to check out the summit because I think it'll be a, lot, a ton of benefit to what you're doing as course creators. So that's all I think I'll say for now, Tim. Thanks so much. Okay. Yeah. Thank you once again, Devin. Thank you for your time. I know like pre-launch, you, you know, you're probably getting those, those cats already in, in uniform to, uh, to, to start dancing for the pre-launch party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's about the Facebook group. <laughs> but yeah. yeah thank <laughs> but thank you very, very much, very, very much for your time today. Very much appreciated. And I said, yeah, definitely get on to the, uh, to the, uh, no, to the summit. I'll, I'll, I'll be uh, re replying to some of that that stuff in the in the chat in a minute. We just, we just got to let Devin go. So, we'll, we'll, 
be speaking with you very very soon thank you for your time mate and uh, i'll just i'll just wrap up here with these uh with these, with these awesome. extra comments yeah thank you so much tim it's always a pleasure to connect with you um yeah let's let's keep this course creation conversation going do this again and just thanks everyone for joining us i i wish i could stick around more for the comments but i've got other commitments to run to but let's be in touch about the summit let me know what you're thinking your course ideas we've also got a facebook group on course creation, but you, you'll get access to that when you join the summit. But again, above all, the main thing is gratitude for you, Tim, and to everyone who's thinking of creating a course, just get out and get started because that's the only way it's gonna happen. So what did you think of that? I really hope that you found it as informative and useful as, as I did. As I always love talking about online course creation and all the different aspects. I find it absolutely fascinating. I love it. And of, of course, it's a big part of my life and it's something I'm passionate about. So I, I suppose that helps too. But as I said, this summit is going to be absolutely amazing. There are 40 experts 40 people who have been successful in online courses, teaching people how to make online courses, creating their own online courses, six, seven-figure income earners. It's going to be big. And you've got free access if you go to ecoursedomination.com forward slash OCCS. That's OCCS, standing for Online Course Creation Summit, and register your spot for free today. There is going to be something there for everybody, no matter where they are in the course creation process. Now, as we said at the beginning of the show, the show notes for this episode will be found at ecoursedomination.com 49. That's the numbers 4 and 9, and you'll find a summary and links to all the resources there. And also, if you found this episode useful, I'd really appreciate it if you could pop across to iTunes and leave us a rating and review, because your ratings and reviews help to rank the show, and the more people who can find it, the more people we can help. So basically, your ratings and reviews go a long way towards helping others, and and that's a good thing. So once again, if you pop across to iTunes, leave a rating and review, I'd really appreciate it. Now, if you give me a five-star review, send me an email, tell me what country you're from, and I'll give you a shout-out on the show. And lastly, I'd like to thank you. I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this information. We live in a very busy world. We are bombarded with everybody's opinions and ideas and instruction and everything else. And we have so much to choose from. So by you simply taking the time and choosing to listen to this episode, I really do truly and honestly appreciate you. And I hope you find this information useful. I hope you are taking action. And I hope this is helping you move towards creating a dream of creating successful online courses. And until next time, take care.